If you've bought a product which turns out to be broken or somehow fails to meet a consumer guarantee, well, according to the ACCC, Australian consumer law allows you to ask for a repair, replacement or refund. Paul Cott, principal at Law on Lydiard, says it's an area of law which some businesses try to hoodwink shoppers by claiming refunds aren't provided. Is that right, Paul? Those no-refund signs we sometimes see at shop windows aren't legally valid, are they? Yeah, the, um, the old no-refund store, so that's a really interesting area and it's a really common. Um, it's something that I notice. So the upshot of it is that if the shops are saying there's no refund for faulty products, that doesn't work. If the shops are saying there's no refund for products sold by a particular description and they didn't fit the description, that doesn't work. If the shops are saying there's a no refund sign because you change your mind or because you get it home and you don't, you don't like it after all or you got the wrong size, all those types of various things, then it really goes back to store policy as to whether they'll allow a refund in that case, obviously depending on the item. But um, basically they can't exclude the legal warranties um, under the Competition and Consumer Act. Well, is it illegal to have those signs then? Well, it's not illegal. I've seen it written that it's unlawful. I wouldn't even put it in those terms. I wouldn't say it's unlawful. It just it's legally unenforceable. So if you've got a defective product and they say no refund, and I have actually seen that. I saw that once. And it said no refund for anything. And then it said including no refund for defective items, items that don't fit the description, items that don't uh, conform with sales by sample, which are exactly the, the things that are mentioned in the law. And it had a whole list of stuff there's no refunds for. Basically, it covered every scenario possible. It just doesn't work. So if you went, if you had a defective product and brought it back to the shop and said, I know you've got a no refund sign, but you know, such and such and such of this Competition and Consumer Act says, then and I do know a lawyer who did that, then um, if you've got a sensible store manager, they will allow a refund in that case. So th there's, there's a refund and we'll, we'll get to other things, but there's other things that can, can, they can replace it mm -hmm. or they can give you money back. Right. What about signs or where the retailer says that the warranty's expired so that my consumer law rights have expired? Are they legally valid? No, they're not either, and, and that's not as common. And I find that because I do building and construction law, I find that a lot of the time the builders will say, you know, there's a three-year warranty on defects or a two-year warranty on defects. And then, of course, in the consumer context, the consumer goods, those warranties are only sort of like an added extra to the law. The law, say, the law is there. The law is there. If they're non-conforming um, or if they're defective or they don't fit the description or they don't fit the, the sample that was given, sale by sample, then despite the fact that the, the warranty might have a limited time on it, the legal warranty, which is different from what might be called the consumer warranty, keeps going. Not that I've seen that very often, but... Sometimes with some particular types of goods, a lot of um, retailers will actually try to say, there is a time limit on this warranty, and after that, that's it, We're, you're out on your own. It doesn't quite work like that. Well, is, is there a time limit then from a legal sense for these consumer rights? Yeah, there is. There is um, and of course, th those time limits are always longer, or generally always longer than the consumer warranty. But um, like in any area of law, um, including 
uh, an episode we've done recently on adverse possession and, and various other things, if you have a legal right, the law says you need to have only a certain period of time within which to enforce it, after which time it's gone. And the reason for that is because after certain periods of time, people forget. Memories fade, um, the evidence is gone, things like that. So generally with consumer legal warranties, there's any actions in relation to claiming for defective or non-conforming goods, it's usually six years or three years, depending on whether you make the action against the retailer or the manufacturer slash supplier. Mm. So if you've noticed a faulty piece of equipment that you've bought, you should really let them know straight away. Yeah, well, as soon as you can, that's right. And of course, most defects will manifest themselves within a short period of time. So in most cases, it won't really be relevant. If there's a product's faulty, something will show up certainly within the first year or two, and they're, they're within well, usually well within the consumer warranty and well within the legal warranty as well. So if I find something that's defective, what do I do? Uh, well, take it back to the shop um, and make the inquiry. There's product recall notices out. So sometimes, especially with supermarket items like foods and stuff like that, there will be notices and there'll be media publicity about certain items being defective. But that's all you can do. Sometimes the ACCC, which we'll get to shortly, will step in. But in relation to those items, you really just got to go back to the shop and try and enforce your rights. Mm-hmm. So your primary person to speak to is the, the retailer. But obviously, in most cases, those goods are being manufactured by somebody else. So I guess then it's up to the retailer as to whether they go back to the manufacturer and say, well, this is one of a number of other complaints are you supplying us with defective products or not? But as you as a consumer, you've got to go back to the retailer and have that discussion. Okay. If the product's defective and let's say it's uh, damaged my property or injured me, mm-hmm. can I seek compensation for any financial losses? Yeah, you can. So for example, for personal injury, it might be that for some defect, and usually what we're talking about now is uh, lack of safety, which is I suppose a subset of um, defects, it might be that as a result of an injury that you've sustained due to a defective product, for example, a, a, vehicle, a car, I guess is, is an example, it might be that it's caused you income loss. If you've lost, you know, left work or not being able to work for a month or whatever, or longer than that. Um, so you can do that. Also, if it's damaged other items of property because of the defect or the lack of safety, then that's what's called consequential loss. So the damaged item, which they breached the contract with you, the retailer by supplying you with a, a defective product has caused you other loss and financial damage or loss or damage to property where you have to either replace that item of property that's been damaged or pay money on getting it repaired, then those losses can be sought from the the retailer and or the, the manufacturer. Well, you mentioned the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Um, what role do they have when it comes to consumer rights? So they probably don't have an active as a role as what some people think, but they they are there to educate, sometimes to enforce um, things. They are there to monitor the, the system, so to speak, of um, the consumer system. They generally only tend to get more involved in consumer matters, though, particularly with defective products, when you've got a large number of um, consumers who have been affected. They have a bit of a role but the other role is taken up at least in victoria with consumer affairs victoria most of the time people would be going to them are there any cases where these consumer guarantees 
don't apply, um, where I'm not entitled to a refund or a repair or replacement? Yep. So there's some defences in the Competition and Consumer Act. So I think one of them is abnormal use of the goods. So if the consumer takes it home and uses it in, in ways that it wasn't designed for and causes a defect, well, you know, obviously fairness says that the um, the retailer and or the manufacturer is not at fault. Also, if it's obviously defective, so if it should have been, which is probably hopefully pretty rare, if it should have been obvious when the item was purchased that it was defective, then the consumer can't complain. Also, if items are worth over $40,000 in value and or they are actually being bought so that they can be transformed into something else to then be resold, that's generally not what you'd call a consumer transaction. It's more of a, a B2B or business transaction. So in those cases, some of those consumer warranties wouldn't apply in that scenario either. Mm. If a consumer does want to take some action for breach of uh, their consumer rights, who can they pursue a claim against? Yeah, so as I said before, Consumer Affairs Victoria and, and in each state, I, I believe, has got an equivalent body would be one of the main things. But, you know, if you've suffered a, a fair bit of financial loss and damage, you probably won't really want to go and see a lawyer because Consumer Affairs can step in. They'll have a process they can go through. They'll contact the manufacturer and or the retailer and maybe have a mediation. The Consumer Affairs can make it a, what's called a determination but it's not legally enforceable of its own right. If the other party doesn't comply, then the, the consumer then needs to go off to court or BCAT in Victoria and make a court action. Um, so you've got ACCC in some cases, Consumer Affairs Victoria in Victoria, and sometimes legal action. They're, they're broadly speaking is three main remedies. That's Paul Cott, Principal at Law on Lydiard. You've been listening to Lydiard Law. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whichever app you access your favourite podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, why not leave a review? It always helps others to find and enjoy the podcast too. For more information about Lydiard Law or any legal issues you'd like to discuss with Paul, go to lawonlydiard.com.au. Paul Cott and I look forward to your company next episode. Until then, I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening.